my name is Ed Bernisky. Welcome to Know Your Berkshires. Uh, today we have uh, the same person we had last week, uh, last month for Nolan Fernandez regarding ticks. The show was so popular uh, that he's come back and he's going to answer a lot of questions that people ha have been asking us throughout the month. Um, I want to remind two things about the Civitan. Um, again, my name is Ed Bernisky. Uh, we have the Soup Fest that will, will take place on September 25th at the Berkshire Hills Country Club. Uh, it's all this money, we usually raise around $10,000 to help all the people uh, for the soup pantries in Berkshire County. So again, that's September 25th. So Nolan, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Wanna, if you could introduce yourself and give us some little information about yourself and what you do, and uh, we'll go from there. How's that? Sure. Um, so I am a local to the area, grew up in Great Barrington. Um, and then I went to graduate school at UMass Amherst. I'm a microbiologist. Uh, most of my work that I did though, uh, throughout my master's and undergrad was uh, tick-borne illness related um, and a lot of di uh, disease ecology surrounding uh, pretty much different tick species. Um, so I, my expertise, I guess, is um, kind of studying the ecosystem, habitat, and the vectors and mammals that uh, play a role in the disease cycle of Lyme disease and other um, tick-borne illnesses. Yeah, I know Lyme disease is, is a big factor today. A lot of some people that have it, I know, I mean, they can get really seriously ill for a long period of time. And uh, you have numerous doctors that look at them. Um, some of the questions that uh, the audience has sent in over the last month, it was such a great uh, show last time, the, the, the first question is, what are the, what are the, the uh, symptoms of a tick bite? So everyone's going to react a little bit differently. Um, so I guess there's a couple factors that play into uh, play into the tick bite. So if it, if it bites you right away and you're able to remove it, um, you might just get a little bit of like irritation. If it feeds for a little bit longer and it's able to pretty much spit more saliva into you, you might react more severe and get kind of like a welt. Um, if the tick is infected with Lyme disease and after it feeds a certain amount of time, you will get that bullseye rash. Um, that's seen, I'm not 100% sure on the numbers. I, I, I wanna say it's around like 70% of people show symptoms of the bullseye rash. Um, that's for Lyme disease. Uh, but uh, it, it, it varies. Like I, I uh, yesterday, what was it? Two weeks ago, or no, what was it? Last week, I got bit by a tick on the wrist, and it got it like swelled up. It swelled up and got pretty bruised compared to other tick bites. And I think it also depends on just like the area. If you have more like tissue or like more fat i guess around it um <laughs> it doesn't react as much whereas if you have uh a little bit less body fat it, it, your your skin will react a little bit uh more severe yeah we had an interesting situation at my household as you know my wife and i during this pandemic we we've been bicycling and hiking five or six days a week um my wife last sunday morning woke up and says what is this thing um, and it was on her right hip and it was red and inside, I, we saw the tick. So I, I probably did this wrong, but I, I got the tweezers out. I picked it out, boom, and I flushed it down the toilet, which I probably should have done. I probably should have saved it, but I did. I don't know why. 
So um, my daughter was a doctor of pharmacology said that you should call your primary care doctor and see what you think. So I took a picture of it. I emailed it to the, the primary care doc and he said, it's not really bad. I mean, you got it out and it's only been there for less than 24 hours. He, he said, watch it and call me in a day if it gets any worse. So the next day or so, we, we, I, I compared the picture that I, that, that I took and it's still about the same, but less red. And by the third day, it was almost completely gone. But um, she did not have medication. He, he, he told her basically, if, it, if you get it out within 24 hours, generally you don't need a medication. But once yeah. you've been in there for more than 24 hours, we got to put you on medication immediately. Yeah, that, that, that's usually the rule of thumb for that. Uh, what I would also recommend is uh, once, you, once you remove the tick, if, yep. if you don't want to, like normally I would recommend that you keep it so you have that tick if for it, like if for some reason you come up with symptoms like three months down the road and you don't know what it is, you can get that tick tested. Um, yep. but, if you, but if you don't want to save the tick, it's good to at least take a picture of the tick as for a reference to, um, so for example, I, I'm able to look at a tick and generally within like, like give or take two hours, give like a decent estimate of how long it's been feeding, feeding for. Um, so having that reference of the tick, um, even if it's just a picture, is, is important for people like us or for doctors who can say, all right, the tick based on the, pretty much if you, if you look at the, the components of the body of a tick, it has the skewed which is like the black part, which is like kind of near the head. And then you right. have like the reddish part um, once it starts feeding, the uh, there's a ratio between the sputum, which is like the, the black part and the, and the rest of the body size. And uh, depending on how many hours it's fed, the, the ratio changes. Um, so there, there, there is a scientific method to kind of get a ballpark estimate of how many hours the tick is fed. And at that point, you can say you are low risk, medium risk or high risk for disease transmission. Oh, that, that's a good point. I, I knew as soon as I, I knew it, uh, Nolan, as soon as I did, I didn't take it. I didn't say the tip. I should have got it because I remember that from the first show. But I panicked, I guess, and I flushed it down the toilet. But at least she's all right. It, it, it looks like it's almost completely gone now and healed. So I think she's on recovery. So now we have another question here. Um, how 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 can I protect myself from a tick bite? So how can I protect myself from getting tick bites? Uh, so the way you can protect yourself is not and humid and like, you don't want to really wear layers, uh, when you're going out hiking. Um, but I would recommend wearing either just like light sweatpants or like a, like nice thin pair of like khakis or like that denim or not denim, um, kind of that khaki material where it's kind of, uh, breathable a little bit, um, for hiking clothes. Yeah. Um, it protects you from mosquitoes and it will protect you from ticks because you can take off your pants. Um, and if you're able to tuck your socks over the pretty much the uh, boot legs of the pants, uh, you're, you're going to prevent ticks from crawling up your pant leg. Um, and at that point, you just do a quick tick check around your, uh, your waist to just make sure that nothing got under your shirt. Um, and then usually I, I just do, I would recommend doing a, uh, a tick check always. Um, and then products that you could use. Um, I would recommend using DEET, 
um, on your shoes or you can do DEET on your shoes or pants um, and that is a repellent yeah, it works really great um, also uh, there's a uh, Sawyer is a brand of uh, permethrin which you can um, you pretty much spray it on your clothes and it's good for 30 washes and it's also a repellent slash uh, kills ticks where, where would you buy that repellent around here or in Berkshire County? Can you buy it? Or you have to go online to get it. Uh, you can go on. You can go on Amazon. I've seen it at uh, outdoor stores like Home Depot has it, um, and then just pretty much like like home garden stores have it. All right. When I was in Ecuador, I had uh, I used DEET all the time to keep bugs away, and that really worked well. It was a pretty yeah. strong number. I forgot what, 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 what number it was, but uh, it did work. So I, I never thought of using DEET around here, but maybe I should do that. Yeah, yeah, use DEET. Uh, so when I was doing chemical tests for the USDA, um, the if, if you have anything that's 10% or higher in DEET as the active ingredient, you're, you're, you're set. Yeah. So most of the stuff that they sell commercially is like 25 or 75%. So you're, you're like, you're, you're, you're doing good with that. Oh, good. The next question is, what are the predators of a tick? Uh, so around here, we don't have predators. Um, we don't? But, it, but, 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 <laughs> but there are, or I guess, I, I guess if you're, if you're, so big predators, I guess, around here would be the opossums, like with the grooming and stuff and how they like eat a couple ticks. Um, so all opossums do eat ticks. Um, I know that um, there was like, it went viral a couple of years ago where they're like, oh my God, opossums eat. It's like their weight in ticks every so-and-so. Um, so they, they do eat ticks, um, but actual active predators, there's a wasp, I believe it's in like uh, like Southern US, Central America, where it, it, it's, a, it's a parasitic wasp. Pretty much what it does is it injects its eggs in, uh, its, its eggs in the tick and then pretty much the larva just start eating the tick from the inside out and uh, essentially killing the tick. And oh, wow. The yeah. That's interesting. Um, the next question that was, that was presented to us, how long does a tick live? So ticks normally a full lifespan is about two years. Um, so you have uh, an, I wanna say each life stage, depending on how fast uh, they're able to find a host can last between three to six months and wow, three, three to six months. Yeah. Well, dude, there's a lot of times people say that if we get a harsh winter, that kills ticks too. Is that true? Um, yes and no. So any, uh, if you have weather that's below freezing, it will, it will kill any tick that's out, like exposed to the, to the uh, conditions. But yeah. for the most part, ticks um, hide under the leaf litter. Um, during the fall and then kind of they don't go they don't go into hibernation but they kind of just slow their metabolism and they're not that active when it's super cold out so they'll hide in that leaf litter and then you have snowfall and then it gets really cold so that that snow plus leaves kind of keep them at a keep them at a level where they'll survive um, but also you have anaplasmosis which we have a lot in this area in the Berkshires uh, there's a publication that came out, uh, that said that, uh, anaplasmosis has a, uh, an antifreeze gene 
that helps ticks that are infected with anaplasma survive harsher uh, and colder conditions. You used the word anaplasmosa. What is that? I'm not, I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, so, so, so uh, anaplasma is a bacteria. It's called uh, anaplasma phag uh, phagot. That's what I said too. It's a bacteria that uh, that causes uh, anaplasmosis is the disease essentially, um, oh. and we have high, uh, pretty high infection rates in the Berkshires compared to the rest of the state. Um, yeah, and it's, it's just a bacteria that's found in uh, in deer ticks. Oh, in deer ticks. Now, also, I think we discussed in last week's show, or last month's show, there are mice that have deer ticks too. Is that true? I forget. That, that is true, yeah. They, yeah. they play an intermediate host. Interesting. Um, this, this question comes from one of the oldest Civitan members that we have. He wants to know, and he did a lot of camping, I think, what kind of insect repellent do you recommend and why? I think we've already answered that, but if you want to answer that again, we'll be, I'm sure you yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the deep and the permethrin are the ones that, that work super well. Um, I, I had my, um, some of my students at UMass use those products. They worked so good that they killed all of the ticks that we collected. So it was, it wasn't good for me, but it, it was good for, for them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how do, is that like a roll on or is that a spray or what is that? Um, so the, the permethrin, uh, Sawyer brand is, is just a spray. So you spray it on your clothes, you let it dry. Um, and then it's good for like 30 washes and it, it lasts a while. Yeah. Oh, interesting. It's super good for putting oh. on your boots and stuff. Do, do, do humans get any reaction from that? Like a, a rash or anything? Um, no. So Where? the way, the way it, uh, so the way the material works, once you spray it onto the clothes, it binds to the fabric and uh, and then there's no residual there's no residual oh. that comes off of you it's not like deep where you, if you spray it and then you like brush up against your like your sweaty hand brushes up against your shirt and then you touch your face and you taste it and it's kind of just like that sour bitter yeah not, not good huh. the next question that comes in from somebody it says where does the name tick come from so ticks, I had to do a little bit of research. So I reached out to a couple of uh, colleagues of mine. So tick comes from old Germanic English um, for the word uh, blood-sucking parasite. Blood-sucking parasite. Well, that's, uh, hey, really, that's nice, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you know, do, do many people die when they get tick bites? I, I've never heard anybody, but I, I'm sure it happens. Um. So I know uh, Africa, South parts of South America, uh, Asia, and like Russia have hemorrhagic tick, uh, hemorrhagic uh, viruses that are found yeah. in the ticks. So those have higher mortality rates. Um, but in the states, we don't have much that can like kill people directly. I know uh, most of the diseases can like linger and like cause very bad like um pretty much severe like health issues but then there'd be other underlying like secondary yeah. that might like push you over the edge but yeah um, i know someone that suffered with a, with a with a tick illness for about six months to a year when i went to hospitals in boston all around and finally diagnosed it as a, it was a tick illness and 
they, they're they're okay today, but it took a long time to, to be able to diagnose that thing. Yeah, she kept she kept um, coming up negative, and, and and when she went to Boston, they finally came up positive for some reason, and, and they were able to and treat it. Yeah, no. I want to say um, that, like I, I want to my my dad and great my dad lives in Great Barrington. and uh, one of his church uh, one of the members of the church that he goes to had anaplasmosis and or no no babesiosis um it's, it's, a, it's similar to malaria so it, it it pretty much what it does is it it it's intercellular so it it pretty much infects your red blood cells bursting your red blood cells spreading the parasite um that that almost killed him he he almost went into a coma but wow the next question that comes to find is uh do ticks jump so ticks, uh, ticks do not jump. Uh, they're more related to lice um, in that sense, where they just kind of crawl. And they're just the way their body structure is designed. They're, they have little spurs um, underneath, um, pretty much on their underside and on their legs to kind of just hold onto hair and, and onto skin. Hmm. Next question. How, and I know we discussed this a little bit before, how do you properly remove a tick? Um, so proper, uh, proper removal, I would say, um, proper removals, remove it as soon as possible. Don't, don't call people and say, Hey, how do I remove a tick? Um, just get like, break the connection between you and the tick as soon as possible. Cause that, as soon as you remove the tick, even if the mouth parts stay in there, uh, as long as the tick is removed, the transmission stops. Um, so just, yeah, pretty much key is getting it off uh, and then I would recommend either tweezers um, sometimes it's hard with like pets or kids because they, they don't stand still um, if, if the if it's an adult tick usually what I recommend is just using your fingertips just get a good grasp and then just pull up or like pull to the side but just quickly kind of just ripping it off almost like ripping off a band-aid essentially. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and then as, and then for the smaller ticks, um, I would just recommend using a, uh, the, the, the tweezers would probably be a little bit better. Yeah. I know when my wife, we used the tweezers, it was pretty small, but it was inside your skin. I mean, it yeah, just started, I mean, for those, yeah, for those ones, you definitely want to use tweezers because they do bur They do, they can burrow in pretty deep. Yeah. Do you recommend once you pulled it out to put any, any kind of antiseptic on there or not, or, or, yeah, treat. I would treat it like just like an open wound. Um, I, I should have treated mine like an open wound. I didn't like clean it with alcohol or put a little bit of neosporin, which I normally do, and then it got a little bit infected. But so yeah, I'd, I'd wipe it down, wipe down the area with a little bit of alcohol, put a little bit of neo, neosporin, and then just put like a bandaid on it, and then just monitor it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now the next thing is I wrote in, wrote in or can, can ticks infest a home? Uh, so ticks in our area cannot infest a home. Uh, our homes are very dry, um, and ticks are very sensitive to dry, um, temp like pretty much dry conditions. They dry out very fast, um, or they desiccate very fast. Uh, so they want that very dense vegetation to, um, to kind of have that relative humidity fairly high. Um, so it's, it's, it's rare for them to infest a home. Um, but in the, but like in Arizona, like Arizona area, uh, there are, uh, brown dog ticks that do, that can infest homes. Um, 
and because they have a lot of like uh well, not wild dogs but like they have a lot of dogs there um they bring them into the homes and they kind of they're, they're more of a nuisance for uh foam uh home infestations in those areas so if someone has a dog and i know dog get ticks because my daughter has a collar on there and she gets tick medicines every so often can can those ticks jump onto the kids or get down to the kids somehow or her or not yeah so we, we've had that <laughs> issue they can, yeah. So sometimes the, uh, the the ticks will get on the dog, and they'll they'll sense that they can't bite the dog. And then when the dog jumps on the bed or on the couch, the tick will just then crawl off and then crawl onto you when you sit there. Or if the dog, oh, interesting. All right. So that's why it's important to even if you do have the, uh, the the dog collar or whatever treatment you're using to do a quick tick check on the dog to just make sure that you're not going to get anything um, from the dog. Oh, interesting. All right. So the ticks, you said, cannot bite into the dog. And what's the reason for that? Because they can't get into the thick skin or something? Uh, so so the, so the I've, I've noticed that when I, I use, um, what's it called? I use Frontline for my dog. Uh, for Frontline. Like oh, yes, exactly. Yeah, I think that's what she uses. So for some reason, when I use Frontline, I, I think it just... I, I feel like the, just the sensories of the tick sense that it, it just can't feed on it. The All ones right. that do feed on it will like will dry up and die. The other ones that ha don't feed on it end up like falling off on the bed. And then my wife's like, oh, my God, there's a tick on the bed. So then we just remove it. Um, but yeah, that, that's a that's that's a way that you can get um, not going outside and getting a tick bite. So that's all the questions that were submitted. And one thing, one other thing we have is is how can I reduce ticks on my property? And maybe yeah. if you could discuss, also discuss at the same time regarding the program that you're offering the community. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so best way to uh, reduce ticks on your property is definitely, I definitely recommend like cutting the grass, cutting the grass low to reduce that humidity, uh, removing any uh, leaf litter that, that, that's pretty much on your lawn because uh, that also reduces uh, the humidity that ticks can like hide in there. Um, keeping the, uh, I know some people keep firewood around, um, keeping it away from the house um, because what happens is that pretty much the, those stacks of wood uh, serve as nesting areas for mice and mice are the vehicles that uh, ticks use for transportation. So if you have oh. a lot of mice... Yeah, so if you have a lot of mice coming around the house, you're going to have a lot more ticks around the house. Whereas if you don't have many mice around the house, you're, you're, you're going to greatly decrease that. Yep. And same thing with deer. Like deer uh, don't really play a big role in the disease cycle for ticks, um, but they do play a big role in feeding all of these adult ticks to then prepare them to lay eggs and give off hundreds of thousands of larvae. Oh, interesting. Now, how about standing water? I I, I know that's mosquitoes, but is that correct? Do ticks yeah. do also around standing water or not? No, no. No? All right. So uh, basically, for, for ticks, keep your grass a little more low, get, make sure that there's leaves are taken care of, there's wood. Is there anything else that we should be looking at? How about just playing forest? I mean, I, I, have, a, I have a property here about two acres of land, and about an acre is a lot of pine trees. And I go out there and I, I see, you know, a lot of times, I don't think ticks, but a lot of mosquitoes out there anyways. 
I yeah. mean, that's that's so usually so in, in in areas like that where you okay. so when, when you have a lawn um meeting woods um you kind of want to create some sort of barrier there um yeah. even if it's like a physical or uh like a visual barrier um adding the mold um which will keep the humidity kind of varying in that area um, but this is all stuff that I would be doing um, for my tick assessment this summer. Uh, so I'm pretty much offering a program for all Pittsfield residents, which is, it's going to cover three areas. So I will go to your house. I will assess your property. I will tell you how you can reduce. Uh, I will work with you to uh, create a plan to reduce ticks on your property. Um, if you do any spraying around your property, um, I'm also doing a little study where I'm going to be, uh, doing surveillance around your property collecting ticks pre and post spray so real efficacy on uh, spraying um, like all these tick sprays there's no there's no conclusive data on does it really work they, people, we just say that it works and it, it's not like most of the mosquito control stuff where there, there are studies that show it kills larvae or it does kill mos uh, adult mosquitoes. Um, so that's another aspect of what I'm offering. Um, and then, and th that's pretty much it. So it, it's that, and then just working with the homeowner to create a plan, do surveillance and just kind of help them reduce the tick problems um, on their property. Good. One thing is, how do people get a hold of you? Um, maybe we should put up your email now, or if you want to, or something, so that people are able to get a hold of you when, when, when they want to do this. I think that's important. Yeah, so um, so they can email me at nolansmithfernandez at gmail.com, or they could reach out to you, and then uh, you can provide them my email. Um, okay. Also, they, they can look me up on Facebook. They can look me up on Facebook or they can look me up on Instagram. As On Instagram, I'm uh, my handle there is tick underscore knowledge. Um, and it's, it's open to the public. So you can look at pictures of different tick species and stuff. And uh, I will then, uh, yeah, and then just message me on that. All right, great. Well, I want to. I want to. We're running out of time here. I want to thank you very much for a very informative program, answering all these questions in the last two, um, you know, for the month of April or May and June. Thank you very much for great information, and hopefully it goes well for you because I'll be calling you. <laughs> okay. All, all right. right. Thank you, Nolan. Have a great day. All right. all right. Thank you. You too. Bye now. All right. Bye.